Nine minutes past two o'clock. Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Right, let's turn to our next part of today's program. Andrew Dembina interviews Jane Ram, the chair of the Hong Kong Gardening Society, on wild edible seasonal foodstuff that is growing around Hong Kong right now. I'm Jane Ram, and I'm newly re elected as of Saturday as the chair for the next year at the Hong Kong Gardening Society. A society, Jane, that you've been with and chairperson of previously for quite a while, yes? Uh, Yes, I feel if it were, say, a shop selling antiques, I would be dusted off routinely every morning when they opened the doors. Well... Lots of knowledge, and we've spoken to Jane before, listeners. Today, a great subject that she suggested, which is not quite foraging, but edibles that are around that you can find and see in the New Territories, outlying islands, in parks. And if you look around, you may wonder whether you can eat certain things. Jane's going to tell us which you might try and which you probably shouldn't. Thank you, Andrew. Well, Stoculia is the is the tree of the moment, the easiest edible to identify. The outer calyxes are just getting red. Very shortly, they'll all be opening to show the brown seeds inside. I've read that you can cook and eat the outer calyxes, but I haven't actually tried that for myself. I don't know how palatable it would be. Uh, but the nuts inside that are usually fairly small, but you can boil them and they're quite starchy and you can use them almost like potatoes or anything like that. So those are coming online soon. Of course, listeners do look up what Jane is recommending. For these, could we have a spelling, first of all? S-T-E-R-C-U-L-I-A. They're about um, the size of your palm if you open your hand and you've got calyxes, sort of fleshy calyxes that open to disclose a row of seeds inside, Mm. like peas Mm. in a pod. When they're open, when they're closed, um, you wouldn't take any notice of them because they're almost invisible among the leaves. It's a nondescript sort of tree, um, fairly skinny trunk. It tends to grow alongside other trees, and I think that's maybe for protection. I don't know. Uh, So it's only when the seeds ripen... And, a, and the pod split that you know what's um, up there am, among the leaves. And the calyxes drop down uh, onto walkways and are very eye-catching, aren't they? I think what happens is that they open so that the seeds can ripen a bit more. Yes, you do see the calyxes falling, but this is not like, say, the petals of the cotton tree, which fall in, in huge quantities. Yeah. And... Those are definitely edible um, in many in many ways, but you know this is the wrong season for those, so not much point in talking about them now. Okay, well that's an interesting one to start with for this hot season. I know you've got something else that grows on trees that is uh, fruity. These look like figs, and you see them scattered on the ground, squashed by passing foot, you know, Mm. foot traffic. And these are the fruits of a particular type of banyan, and. They've, they fall abundantly. The birds love them, and I'm told in areas where they have monkeys, the monkeys love them too. They are definitely edible. As to whether they're palatable, uh, the mm. jury's still out on that, and I must admit I haven't tried. But the fruit is abundant on the trees. I've seen these, and uh, actually you reminding me about them today means that I'm going to definitely look out for them and try them. 
Oh yes, please let me let me know your verdict. That <laughs> might encourage me to experiment also. But they do look very like regular figs. Okay, and so that's a couple of suggestions for trees having having certain fruits or even seeds that we can try. What have you got for us next? Well, if you look at the average roadside, um, really most of the year round, you'll see a sort of um, scrawny-looking plant. You you wouldn't take any notice of it until you mm. realise it's got little grains dripping off the stems. And this is actually wild amaranth. And if you try the seeds, they're edible. They, they taste quite good. They taste better if they've been toasted. And they, they are virtually identical to commercial amaranth that you can buy in packets at vast expense. Right. Is this the only season for them? Yeah, I think you'd see them most of the year. Oh. Um, okay. I, can't, I can't put a date to when they start and when yeah. they stop. Okay. They're, they're roadside verges all over the place you see these. Tall grass or not particularly? Um, I would say 25 cms, 30 cms, that sort of height okay. in, in a good plant. Sometimes you see them at a lower height. There's another weed that produces edible flowers and these are white with a sort of yellow centre. They look a bit like a sort of rather mangy daisy. Mm. And these, I think, are tickweed. And the flowers taste quite nutty if you can bring yourself to eat them. Huh. So I recommend that, trying those as well. And that would be eaten raw with uh, other salad and vegetables? Yes. So from the, uh, the wild Hong Kong version of amaranth, uh, we move on to more shady areas off the roadside into the woods where, um, where certainly after the weeks of rain we've had, I've seen a lot of fungus around. Now, is this too dangerous an area to even know how to identify the edible varieties? I think anywhere in the world you need to be very cautious about picking your own fungus. Yeah. I, know, I know field mushrooms in Britain. Hmm. I don't think I would risk anything else. Yeah. I mean, the terrible stories of people picking mushrooms and thinking afterwards, oh, maybe that was poisonous. So they, they give some to the dog and the dog immediately starts um, behaving in a strange way. And they think, oh, poisonous and throw them all out. And then the next day, the dog produces a litter of puppies or whatever it might be. <laughs> and so they realize they could have eaten the mushrooms after ah, all. Well, at least some nutrition went to those puppies. Well, yes, that's true. What about the, this, this would apply to all kinds of fungus because I know after the typhoon to the T8 recently unfortunately uh, there are a lot of felled trees around and on the dead wood grew tree fungus in abundance that's also a no-no you try and uh, <laughs> let, let you know if I'm still around. <laughs> yes, but make sure your wife knows what you're trying and then I know what yeah. killed you, you know. So. I, think, I think I'll stick to the figs. <laughs> yes, I, I would say that's the place to start experimenting. <laughs> From fungus to flowers, you mentioned one flower just now that uh, I think in your words looks like a mangy daisy. Um, but what other edible flowers would be around in Hong Kong to, uh, to colour up a platter of salad? Well, well, there are various types of sorrel. One has a sort of pinky mauve flower. Yeah. Uh, and the leaves are also sort of pinky mauve, and it's very hard to eradicate. But mm. I don't bother. I just eat my weeds. Uh, they're, they're, they taste a little bit like cranberry. Huh. Um, they're really rather good. There's a yellow version that's less commonly seen, but I recommend them. Oh, okay. I know those very well. Okay, sure interesting. Do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any, any others around that we dare eat? There are plenty of others, but I can't think of any right now. And, of course, garden flowers. If you're growing your garden flowers without any uh, pest spray or anything mm. like that, then you're, you're safe to eat. Not all of them, 
Um, there are some that you definitely should not. Oh, which are they? Oh, well, there's a beautiful climbing lily, which is deadly poison. Oh. Oh, yes. What about the, um, the non-climbing lily from a bulb type of flowers? I mean, could people eat those? Uh, yes, some. Uh, you need to be a bit careful. The lilies that you see used in Chinese cuisine of one particular type, and those are definitely edible. Mm. Um, you can grow those yourself. And then daylilies, hemorrhoculis, those are edible. And you see the flowers that are just past it, and yeah. those those are edible. You see those dried. They go into soups and oh. things like that. Uh, and they, they're very pretty. Mm. They don't last long if you put them on a plate, but they, they do look very pretty. And there's another one. The the Chinese name is Evening Fragrance, Yihun, and it's a creeper with little clusters of yellow and white flowers. They look almost like cowslips. And those are, those are edible. You have to cook them. I don't think they would taste good if they're raw, but the local way is usually to cook them with eggs, and they make the eggs go further because they're a similar colour to steamed mm. eggs or whatever. That's interesting. So flowers are a lot safer than fungus, we're learning. Mostly. Yes and no. I mean, you should never eat flowers that come from a florist because they have almost inevitably been heavily sprayed and also, you know, treated with chemical all kinds of chemicals. Chemical fertiliser. Oh, chemical fertiliser, noxious ones, mm. and also um, chemical... Um, Chemical pesticides, yeah. those are probably even more dangerous. I mean, I, re I remember being in a hotel restaurant, which I won't name, but it's it's got a top reputation, mm. and seeing a flower that I knew was poisonous used as garnish on the plate. And traditionally, everything on the plate should be edible as to whether you eat it or not is another matter. But I caught hold of the F&B manager who happened to be passing, and I said, can I ask you, where did you get these flowers? And he said, oh, I just said to the florist, uh, give me some flowers. And I said, well, I think you might specify what you want them for next time and if you're not sure don't put them on the plate and I said if they've come from a florist they're not safe anyway unless they've been grown specially as edible flowers I mean nowadays they're so fashionable I think most chefs have caught on to the need to have uh, you know a pretty good origin for your for your flowers yeah definitely i've actually heard that some uh, chefs are growing their own edible flowers on their shaded rooftops yes. in hong kong yes indeed i know and that's that's more and more to be sure of what what they're getting i think yeah well thank you very much jane ram there the chairman of the hong kong uh, gardening society once again for some uh, some good tips and listeners if you want to play that back you can try your hand at spotting those identified edibles well have fun happy eating and happy looking thanks many thanks once again to jane ram the chair of the hong kong gardening society on wild edible seasonal food stuff that's growing around hong kong right now and she was chatting to tuesday food and drink reporter andrew dembina i had no idea that some flowers were well no i had a general idea that some flowers were were not edible but it didn't occur to me uh, to think that uh, some of the, the 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 flowers on for example cakes might not be edible a good tip thank you very much indeed to jane ram and Andrew Dambina.